Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. And we've got a very special guest on our show, a longtime friend of mine who really was right alongside of me as we launched I Work For Him. He was launching, working with C12 locally right here in Tampa Bay. Ross Harrop, I've got a verse for you before I get started with you today. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that not, cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket because it would burn. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise their Heavenly Father. Ross Harrop, local C12 chair, welcome back to I Work For Him. Always great to spend time with you, Jim, as uh, not only as one who has dedicated his life to the marketplace ministry, but just as our friends. I love it. I love I love what C12 does because what you do on C what you do every day in C12 is work with those Christian business owners and the leaders of those business really just equipping them to know how to approach their workplace like a mission field. And we want to talk about some of those details, but first, tell us how Christ is making a difference in your life today. Jim, I think that what's exciting is one who has always been caught up perhaps in the circumstances, getting things done, that God has come alongside me and invited me to be in his presence, to walk with him, and to experience that grace and peace that comes along with it. 
that's a it's about the being rather than the doing and that is that's really a gift that uh, Christ has given me but how hard is that the being rather than the doing because I'm a doing kind of guy I know you know that. <laughs> yeah. And really, most of my listeners should have figured that out. I'm a, I'm a pretty high-paced, doing kind of guy. How How is the being? What, what does it look like? What, what, how is it different? It's about understanding that, that God is sovereign over all. And uh, you and I featured a song one time together uh, on the air, and as uh, I Surrender Some, Remember that? That's a great old I was hymn. It was I surrendered most. Yeah, it was yeah. I surrender some. Yeah. yeah. I surrender some. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we actually had words that. I probably, if I had my yeah. computer with me, we could pull it up. <laughs> we could. And, and so the, the being is about recognizing who's in charge. And boy, there's, again, uh, we sort of documented this over the years, but in 2010, when I had my open heart surgery, um, I, there was a change. Um, and so, uh, my brother, who's a pastor said, God not only worked on your heart, but he worked on your heart and, um, being became more important than doing. And that's, what's really cool about what you're doing each and every day with C12, because you are teaching other business owners, business leaders about being in their business as opposed to doing in their business. And, and that's so important because they're, they're recognizing God's hand in their business as opposed to their hand in their business? Well, as you know the model, because you uh, have visited and, and uh, believe so strongly in C12, that we meet in an executive roundtable format once a month. All of our members are very good at the doing of their business. And whether they be a doctor or whether they would be a, um, no matter what they are, whatever business, now it's about being working on their business, not just in their business. All right, all right. We're talking today with Ross Harrop. He's a local C12 chair with with C12TampaBay.com. You can find out more about C12 either either on their one or two websites, C12Group.com, and type on Tampa Bay and find out more about it, or just C12, it's just C12Tampa Bay, right? C12Group.com. C12, but you have a Tampa Bay one, though, too. Yeah, that's, you've got C12 it right there. C12Tampa Bay. TampaBay.com. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. We got them both. All right, so welcome back to Ross Harrop. It's good to be here. It's good All to right. be with my friend. It, it is so. You'll notice, though, I try to surround myself with friends that are not near as hyper as I am. And so <laughs> Ross, Ross actually thinks before he speaks, and uh, he, he, we've we've got a very interesting path that God led us to. We first met in the end of the year 2012 at one of the meetings right before we launched the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, and then we we met again then the next time on Valentine's Day 2013. It obviously means more to me than it does to you because I always have to remind you. But uh, and 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 uh, well, I just brought it up on the air. <laughs> well, and Martha's got over it, so uh, yeah. So it was for breakfast at Panera Bread that day. But we we're just talking about what the Lord was doing in your life, and you described for me how the Lord had led you many different paths. So I want to talk about that. But you and your bride just celebrated forty years of marriage. That's a loyal woman, right there. It is a loyal woman because you. We're one of those workaholic maniacs, yeah. and we're really dumping on your marriage for a lot of years. Well, it's and it's part of my testimony now in working with other men and women who live similar lifestyles, and that that there's another way to do it. There's a God honoring way to do that, and uh, and and quite honestly, that working seventy to eighty hours a week for the first thirty three years uh, in my career with the Boy Scouts of America. Um, she was very loyal. And uh, so 
it's uh, it's been her patience and loyalty that have led us to this point. But super great big kudos out there to Jill Harrop. You know, but Jim, I think uh, we've we've talked about this that every marriage, as good as your marriage is and my marriage has been, is that um, that there are those rocky times. And uh, I can remember uh, we live where you're about two minutes from the beach. It's a, it's a, it's a good two and a half miles for us to, uh, to walk to the beach. And so one day when I was just, it was that rocky time, and I just couldn't understand, you know, why Jill was acting the way she was about a job situation. And, and so uh, in walking to the beach, I just said, all right, what am I to do? Because I knew I was right. <laughs> you know, this wasn't, a, this, you know, if you would just change Jill you know, in this situation, everything would be great. And, and I heard that quiet, still voice of the Holy Spirit that said, love her more. And I said, yeah, but she's wrong in this area, in this area, this area. And if she would, love her more. And so you ask, what is the secret? And as others have asked me, and yes, communication, all the other things, and love languages and all of those things work into it. But to me, that was, that was from the Holy Spirit. Love her more. And, and I would say to wives, when your husband's you know, doing something that just is not what you think it should be, just love him more. And I think that's the key that, uh, uh, for us. The key is you made that commitment and you've never gone back on that commitment. You've, you've stuck with it and it was, it's been worth it 40 years. You've set a great example for your kids. And, you know, nobody can ask for anything more than that. I mean, nobody's going to say, hey, all 40 years were perfect. Oh, my goodness, no. And I think that, you know, it's it's a roller coaster and sometimes at best. But to give your kids that assurance, hey, mom and dad may have disagreements. we got to work through them just as you will. But I've you, now spread my kids across the country so they can't bother me. No, but I think it's they need to know that you're not going to get divorced. If that's a non-negotiable in your life, then the rest you can work through. And it is a non-negotiable. And it's one of those things where where, you know, it's not something we have ever even brought up. It's just just it's just not something we talked about. Yeah. We, and both. But we had parents on both sides of our uh, an example. My folks married now almost 62 years and my in-laws almost married 60 years and their parents, I mean, we had great examples. Not everybody has that kind of an example Well, and, and stick-to-itiveness. And I believe that the, the kids that are listening uh, today are, are concerned about that with their parents. because Those they kids, say 35-year-old kids? Well, they see, their, they see their, in fact, it's my daughter's birthday today. She turned 35 today. Well, happy uh, birthday. Yeah, to Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. All right, happy birthday, Carrie. She's the one that lives over in the it, mountains, right? She's in uh, in uh, Colorado Springs. Yeah. Nice. I bet the weather's nice there today. <laughs> well, you never know. Hey, let's get back to the, your, your career and how God, so you spent 33 years with the Boy Scouts of America, which, you know, you got out at a pretty good time because things have gotten a little rough since you left. Then God brought you into the position of an executive pastor for a number of years. What did you, I mean, you're now coach and work alongside and mentor Christian business owners and leaders all over Tampa Bay. What did you learn at the Boy Scouts and then as an executive pastor that you apply each and every day? Well, my career is with the C12 group is a little different. Many of the chairs come uh, as Fortune 500 uh, presidents uh, or owners of their own companies. I came from the not-for-profit sector, which uh, is, is very unique in the C12 world. And, uh, and yet, a lot of those experiences, the, 
the human relations experiences, the uh, managing a budget, all of those things are transferable right. from the not-for-profit sector to the for-profit sector. There's and a lot of people in Tampa Bay that were running businesses all through the Great Recession, and they felt like it was a not for, they were having yeah, running yeah. not-for-profits as well. <laughs> well, that's a non-profit oh, so yeah. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah, versus not-for-profit. And uh, so a lot of those experiences are transferable. And uh, as I'm working alongside and doing the, whether it be the coaching or the facilitation of the materials that we use, uh, we use national MBA level materials. And uh, so we're able, I'm able to speak into those uh, topics um, with my own personal experiences from whether it had been the Boy Scouts of America. And my last uh, assignment was out in Los Angeles. So it was, uh, um, it was a a big uh, territory and um, you know seven and a half million dollar budgets that so I can relate to some of the issues that folks are working you, through. You then went to be an executive pastor of a friend's church in Colorado. Exactly for four years was it? Yeah, for four, four years. Yeah. Now, did, were you able to apply your business skills to your executive pastorship? Well, I, I bet right now we have executive pastors that are are listening uh, to the uh, you know, to your show, Jim and. A lot of those things is is running with business concepts, and whether it be a not-for-profit or a for-profit, you still have to have business processes and be strategic and and uh, and, and have the right ta- and, yeah. And, and yeah, intentionality certainly. So we use that, and uh, uh, the other thing that I think that uh, God was at work within me, and and people would ask me, well, why did you go to Springs Community Church, and uh, the founding pastor had uh, died of Lou Gehrig's disease and had gone from 750 members down to, you know, a few hundred. And it, you know, I, I saw an opportunity to protect the legacy of the people that had founded the church. And then through Henry Blackaby, I realized that God said, I would have been just fine without Ross Harrop. You know, and, and going through experiencing God and understanding uh, where Blackaby comes from, that um, that he was going to be just fine without me. And while we did some good things, and I was part of that, um, that God didn't need me to do it. He was he would have found others, and uh, so it was uh, that was one of the lessons. And then another, the the senior pastor that wrote the book, um, and um, calls Jesus big idea. You featured on the air mm-hmm. here. And uh, it's all about the kingdom of God. Is we that, use that it, phrase very loosely. You Eric, know? Eric Carpenter? Is Eric Carpenter, that's Eric, right. And okay. so the, the kingdom of God, and 35 times in Matthew alone, the book of Matthew, he talks about the kingdom of heaven. Right. Because the Jews wouldn't use the term kingdom of God. But I, I, that really, uh, through his teaching, I really found out what that meant. And so here we are in the C12 that with a mission is to change the world by advancing the kingdom of God in the marketplace. What did that mean? Uh, as you know, I'm, I very seldom talk about Christian business owners. Some are, but really it, it's about kingdom owners, that being Christ-centered, God-honoring in my terms. And um, because not everybody that works in that company are Christians. So but I think a kingdom company really fits. All right, we're talking today with Ross Harp. He's the local C12 chair, and you're saying C12, that's kind of a cool name, but what is it all about? You can find out lots more about them online, c12group.com or c12tampabay.com. Ross Harp, talk to me about how God moved you to becoming a C12 chair, because when you and I met in February 2013, 
you didn't have a plan. You just were being obedient because you felt like God said, move to Florida. Yeah, and, and uh, again, we had the home down here. We had our home in Colorado, so we owned two homes. And in moving down here, again, through the Experiencing God experience, uh, Henry Blackaby, and highly recommend, you've highlighted the book here uh, on air before, it's, it's one of those um, concepts where Blackaby talks about uh, the concept of being called. People say they've been called to this or called to that. And he talks about then it's still about us when we have that, that belief. And, um, and so I remember saying to you that day, um, as you were very kind to, to listen to what I was hoping to do, and I said, I just wanted to get aligned with where God was at work within the Tampa Bay community when I moved here. Had no idea. Uh, actually, um, one of the neat things was I eliminated my position as executive pastor at the church, reorganized it with the staff that, that were still there, and uh, to make it a sustainable model financially. And, um, and then had no idea when we moved here what I was going to do. And um, Jim, I guess the, 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 one of the reasons I've always appreciated our friendship is that as I would meet with people and have the same conversation with, with you that I had with them, you didn't blink. You know, I know people left uh, those kind of Panera Bread uh, uh, little breakfasts and said, oh, that poor guy has no idea. He wants to get aligned with God. You know, he's having a midlife crisis or whatever, but you got it that uh, that I just truly wanted to get aligned with something that God was at work uh, doing. And um, and then, well, let's just stop there. So that was February 14th, 2013. Actually, it was it was 2012 because I had just moved in December of 2011. I thought it was 2011 that you would. Done I, You're right. It was 2012. Yeah. Because it was okay. Yeah. All right. Because that's okay. All right. So, because you've been doing this three years already. Three years as of wow. uh, August 1st. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's gone yeah. fast. Okay. So, then with the fill in a little bit of the story. At the same time, I was trying to get myself aligned with God. God had not yet given me the name I work for Him, but I knew that I wanted to spend time mentoring and challenging Christian business people to walk with the Lord and to recognize their workplaces like a mission field. And we've got a mutual friend, a, a, a short, a woman who looked at me and said, Jim, you should be a C12 leader. And I said, yeah, I don't know about that. And there was lots of reasons. And she goes, nope, you need to pursue it. So I called Scott Hitchcock. That's your, your area director. And I said, Scott, I want to talk to you about it. So we went down through the program. And as I'm praying about Martha and I went all the way to having a meeting with Scott and his wife. And uh, that weekend after we had dinner with Scott and Terry, the Lord would not leave me alone. He said, you got to tell Ross Harrop about this job. I said, Lord, I'm not going to tell Ross Harrop about this job. No, you need to tell Ross Harrop about this job. Lord, I'm not going to tell Ross Harrop about the job because that's the job that I want. The Lord says, you need to tell Ross Harrop about the job. Well, I argued with the Lord for three days. And if you remember the call, it was on a Wednesday. I remember about it About 9 o'clock in the morning, I said, Ross, not meaning to be cryptic, but I'm in a hurry. Go out to this website, c12group.com. Click on the chair position. Read about it. I'll call you in three hours. Why? I just I, I'll call you in three hours. I called you back in three hours. That's and, exactly how it happened. And, and, and you said, Jim, if I could spend the rest of my life doing that job, that's what I want to do. And, and I think that there are those times when you just have clarity from God. And when I went on online and just looked at that brief statement, and it was like the Holy Spirit just saying, now you understand why I brought you here. And so as I interviewed for the process, they kept saying, well, we have this bias because you don't come from the Fortune 500 uh, background. And I would say, well, okay, this isn't about me. 
this is about finding the right chairs um, in Tampa Bay. And uh, Scott Hitchcock was always, uh, for me, being in that position. And uh, every step was, uh, was just, every door was opened. And, uh, and here it is. There was no question in my mind when I called you that morning that that job was for you. <laughs> Those guys just took him three months to figure it out. But I, I, I never had any idea. Now, Buck Jacobs founded C12 here in Tampa Bay 23 years ago. And he wrote a book recently called I Radical. In fact, Buck and I talked about his uh, about that book and about his testimony back in uh, late August. Right. And so let's talk about the book, I Radical by Buck Jacobs. Yeah, Buck is, again, founded the C12 group, which stands for the Christian 12. It seemed to work well enough for Jesus that he figured he would replicate it. And uh, this is uh, one of those books that, you say, okay, his story about his testimony and then finding C12 is, Jim, it, as you know, it, this is a much deeper book. This, it, this is fantastic. A, this is, and, and I found myself in Transparent tears. from one end to the other. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, and he is. He is that radical man for telling the story of what Jesus Christ did in his life. And he became a believer at 35. It's just a wonderful book. And he just shares transparently on how he learned and how he struggled through looking at his workplace like a mission field, looking at how he turned his company into a kingdom-focused company. It was it was fantastic, and he, and used and God used him in some incredible ways. All right, Ross, so he became a C12 chair. Talk to me about C12's overall goal. What is C12 all about? Well, again, we want to help business owners, CEOs, and their middle management people to understand biblical principles for running their business. And we're going to give them the tools to do that. Again, they work very well working in their business. And uh, when someone uh, I meet with says, well, I just couldn't take seven hours, uh, a full day, once a month, those, and, and, and dedicate that for any purpose, those are the people that need to be in C12 because we'll, we'll work on um, time management, and we'll work on delegation, and we'll work on the concepts of running a biblical principled business. You know, one of the things, when I first got exposed to C12 back in 2009, one of my buddies gave me a uh, just a, a copy of one lesson from C12, and I read it, and every paragraph is so chock full of stuff. You could spend a half an hour talking about every paragraph, and usually there's 10 pages of stuff that you guys study with examples and different Bible illustrations, things like that, but every paragraph is just just so full of information. Yeah, and It must make being the discussion leader super easy because, you know, <laughs> all the stuff to talk about. Yeah, actually, that what I find exhilarating is that we use technology as as well as the, as the word and uh, uh, and really look at a subject and, and then how do we be intentional about that in, in our operating business? So let's talk, Ross, about C12. We were talking about delegation, specific things you're talking about, C12, th th as you're going through your groups. But let's just step back for a minute. You've got two different types of groups, a group for owners and a group for key players. Talk about those. Yeah, so we have um, those uh, groups that owners, CEOs, that uh, so you'll have a, a dozen men and women sitting around a table dealing with the similar kind of issues. They're, they're still, they're all trying to, to run successful businesses, uh, whatever that, dis and, and my, 
belief is that when they join, their idea of success is one thing. And after they've been members for time, then success looks like something totally different. Again, it's, it's helping to create a biblical worldview versus that, you know, the, the, the view that they had coming in. So they, they meet together, and it's a, a group that deals with the, the written materials developed by C12, and every group in the country is going through the same material. And uh, so they're, they're looking at the materials. Now, what's the application? How do you become intentional about using those concepts within your company? That's the real the real issue. So then, you, so you have that peer accountability when you know, someone sitting across the table says, "Really, Jim? That's how you know how you're going to run that company. That's going to how you're going to make that decision." And because of the relationships that you build over time, there's a trust that goes on there. Um, and then, you know, again, uh, over time, you're able to say, "You know, a year ago you said you were going to do this. Have you done it yet?" And so there is that personal accountability. That ta- it's like having a, that board of directors that meets once a month that they care about your company. And uh, so while this is, has, it really isn't a networking group, it is a, it is a group that cares deeply about each other's company. Okay, so that's for the leaders of the, for the, the owners, owners of the right. business. But you've got this key players group as yep. well. Yeah, talk, keep... talk about that because those aren't the people that are making, they're people of decision-making authority or influence within the business, but they're not necessarily the owners. Yeah, what I like is, uh, and you've had Mark Dillon, uh, former owner of, uh, or president of uh, Tampa Bay Steel, right. now a C12 chair over in South Tampa and uh, Lakeland. And what Mark likes to say is that when he was there, he had five key players, his middle managers in the company. And adding a member is not about addition. It's about God's math. So you multiply the, the emphasis, the, the influence within the company. So, um, and, and I started to kind of describe what, what a day's lesson uh, before the break. And so the, if you, your devotion in the morning is about delegation, you know, the devotion was about Moses and his father-in-law saying, hey, Moses, you can't do it all by yourself. And that's the first lesson in the Bible about delegation. And so then we'll look in, that's in the morning, and then we'll look in, have a, um, uh, there was a questionnaire, a survey, if you will, about how well do you delegate. So then you not only, so you might, the owner would say, hey, I'm a strong delegator. Then you have your key players that meet on a different day with a different group of middle managers from a cross-section of the community, and they're then saying, gee, you know, my owner is not a very good delegator. So then the owner gets together with these people, and all of a sudden they're, they're looking at reality from different perspectives. What a difference that can yeah, make. Well, how valuable is that? Yeah. I mean, if you're running a business where the owner thinks one thing, but the opposite is true, or even if the opposite wasn't true, his people think, his or her people think it's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not necessarily reality. It's the perception of reality that really plays out. And so you're really helping, you're helping leaders grow strong teams. Absolutely. So my role is to, to also beyond that, that uh, one day that we spend together is then doing the one-on-one coaching uh, that uh, usually 75 minutes uh, a month in which we deal with their issues. And one of the great things is they then meet with their key players within business app and just talk about, all right, now what do we, what did you see? What did you see? 
gee, how are we going to move forward with this strategically, tactically, and how are we going to do a better job moving forward, all of us, in delegation or whatever the theme of the day is? Well, well talk to me about life impact on, on these, from these owners because, and really any of the people in your group, but let's just start with the owners. What kind of life impact, not business impact, life impact are you seeing? Because you don't just deal with business issues. You also deal with marital issues, relationship issues, family issues, money issues. What kind of a life impact do you see on these people that you're, you meet with seven hours every month? First, the, the owners to become members need to be uh, Christians and have professed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That, that's true for the owners, CEOs, but not necessarily the key players. Okay. So we'll find uh, in both areas a strengthening of their faith. And uh, when you're sitting around the table dealing with real life issues, whether it's about their marriage, whether it be about their, their kids and the, the issues that they have, uh, that is, you know, it, it's incredible what influence you can have on their on their lives, and uh, it, it just makes a big difference. Um, okay, so, uh, that was a lot. What I would really just give me give me an example. Don't use any names of of what you've observed. Tell me, show, tell me someone where you saw somebody come from A and they got to Z in a certain area in their lives. Uh, so let's let, we have uh, members who have have joined C12 who believe when they join that they are the owners of their company. And it's not too long before they realize that they're, they are the stewards of God's company and that God truly owns it all and that they have been given the responsibility as the stewards of that company. So from that standpoint, you look at the world, you look at your family differently. So I'll give a, um, a, a scenario where uh, we're, we're meeting on a one-on-one coaching, and I'll meet with the, the member and say, so what kind of, you're working long hours. Uh, tell me about date night with your spouse. Well, what do you mean, date night? And so, you know. <laughs> What's a date night? Yeah. Hey, that'd be a great topic for it together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, date night. Yeah. So you, you, you and, and the, anyone who hasn't listened to you and Martha on Tuesday, that's real life right there. And, uh, and I uh, highly recommend it. I'm always entertained when Martha can subdue the Mountain Dew man himself. That's right. Yeah. So, so when you look at that, Jim, that's real life. And then, so then moving forward, not only do I have the opportunity to speak into their life and say, hey, how's that going? Because they may come into C12 not only believing that they own their company, but that many times, as you know, uh, because you do a lot of this counseling with, uh, with couples, is uh, that they believe that their kids come first instead of God first, then their marriage, then their kids. And that's... Uh, it's a tough battle. Yeah. Well, and and that, is, that is something we teach all the time with couples who have that out of whack. And it is very easy to let that get out of whack. I mean, I had to constantly remind myself, because I'm a work... I could work 70 hours a week, well, just like you used to. Yeah. I could do it all the time. Well, but, when we enjoy it so much, and then when they realize that they have a greater responsibility because God has put their spouse as their number one responsibility. Um, and so... Again, go ahead. So I was going to say, well, okay, so you've seen life impact, positive life impact on business owners and their families. That's monstrously huge. And I recently heard from another person that made a comment about that some of, I can't say, but just how much C12 owners have learned to be generous as well. 
And that's a cool, cool thing. So let's talk about then the impact on businesses by people getting involved in C12 group, whether they're a key player or whether they're a business leader, talk about the impact on business because there's a big impact on these businesses who are being led by C12 members. Yeah. And I think I'll just, I'll, this, I can use the name, but the, uh, Dr. Cruz uh, Fanasuche, who uh, has a wonderful medical practice up in Dunedin. And she, um, she and her husband, Antonio, both are members, different groups. Uh, he's a member, he's an MBA, and so they both go to different groups and then come back and talk about what have they learned and how do we apply that. And so one of the, the things that she said in the beginning as they were building their practice, she would very sternly say to her uh, that staff, and she would say to them, now, whatever you're doing here, remember, you're representing me to these patients that are coming into our practice. As she got involved in C12, she came back to us and said to those peers sitting around the table is, she now says to the staff, now be careful what, how you do your job because you're representing God right here in our practice. That's a big deal. That's a big shift. That's that a huge a, that, shift. And that's what you talk about on air every day is, is being Christ in the workplace. Well, she has done that uh, within, she and Antonia, within the framework of their practice. Well, you're being very humble because I've seen the statistics. I've talked to C12 business owners. C12 owners, businesses, C12 members, businesses, outperform their peers it's like 10 to 1 or something like yeah, that it's, it's, it's a, it's a yeah, monster we number. call it the c12 difference and the fact is that it's not uh it, it's the materials yes it's the peer accountability yes but it's we're calling on the holy spirit for guidance within within the companies and so um and is there any better handbook for running a company than the bible and so we just, we bring those concepts into play, being intentional about it. All right. And people can find out more about it. Go on to c12group.com or c12tampabay.com. And make sure if you, let's just say you decide because of hearing something on today's show, you talk to your, maybe your spouse is a business owner. Maybe you're that business owner. Maybe you work for a business owner that really would like to hear more about this. Make sure you tell them Jim and Ross sent you from I work for him. Ross is a C12 chair leader, but I love C12. I love it. It's a fantastic ministry that mentors and coaches Christian business owners and their leaders. Ross, talk to me about how people can get involved in C12 Group. Again, they can go to the websites that you've listed several times. C12group.com or C12tampabay.com. And the, the thing is, Jim, is that folks want to come in because they want to grow their companies. And that's what it's about. Now, we're going to help them expand their ministry or their create a platform for ministry. That'll happen. But men and women want to come in, my experience is, to grow their companies, and they want to do it. They want, they need those additional resources, and they, they go to church on Sunday. They hear that Sunday morning sermon, and then on Monday morning, they got the Monday morning madness, and C12 creates that bridge between the two, how to do it, how to bring it to life, and how to be intentional about running a company for Christ. And it's not free, but it's also when you can compare it to a a business consultant and classes you go to, it's very reasonable for those businesses out there. I mean, it's yeah. really a great it, product. Yeah, it's it's less expensive than than the secular uh, uh, alternatives. And But the fact is, our members stay in for 10, 15 years. Why? 
because they get a great return right. on their it's investment. It's not just what they're being taught. It's all of that interaction with all the other business leaders. Yeah. All right, Esme, thanks so much, Ross. Great conversation today. Hey, when you get home today, would you consider going out to iWorkForHim.com today and making that commitment to join the iWorkForHim nation? We're looking for 1,000 people in Tampa Bay to start off the tidal wave of praying for our coworkers and employees in the workplace by name each and every day. Because if we're going to take this city for Jesus Christ, if we're going to take this city, we got to do it through prayer. We learned today that we can impact our workplace through building our faith up as leaders, whether we're the owner or a leader, somebody that's an impact, through going, being involved with C12. C12 group every day is discipling, mentoring, coaching Christian business owners and leaders on how to not only run a great business and have a great family and personal life, but also how to incorporate their faith into what they do each and every day and recognizing that their business is the Lord's, and recognizing that their family has to be a priority over their business. What a great way to do it. If you're a business leader out there that really says, hey, I need something different, C12 Group might be for you. All along, we need to be intentional about bringing our faith into the workplace. Start praying for your coworkers and employees. Start looking for ways to serve them, to befriend them. So you have that opportunity to share what Christ has done in your life. And all along, being the best and brightest example of a coworker or an employee in your workplace. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. For him.